Good morning. It's good to be with y'all. I want to dismiss the uh, elementary school kids. Head down to their classroom. As they go, we are uh, starting a new series uh, over the next few weeks, and it's on the seven uh, I am statements of Jesus in the Gospel of John. Um, like many good ideas, this one was not mine. I believe it was Miriam's. Uh, uh, but I liked it. There was a little list of things that we could choose for this summer, and I thought it was good because what has always made this community special to me, uh, I think special for many and meaningful, is it's just profound and dedicated focus on Jesus. And I would love to end by focusing on the Lord, although I am going to talk about myself a lot today, you know, just how it works. Uh, uh, but hopefully we begin and end with Jesus, and uh, I think that's great. And, and I'm here for four more Sundays, and I think it's very fitting that there's more than four Sundays in this series, because uh, what Jesus is up to is going to continue, obviously, long past. Uh, and so today, we are going to look at um, Jesus being the bread of life. And I'm excited about it. And actually, that last song, it's the little things that, uh, from Kairos that I'm going to uh, miss, these little memories. And there's one, like a couple worship leaders ago, uh, we used to try to come up with songs for, for Sunday. This was like early on. And every Sunday, this guy would say like, what about, uh, Chandra's going to remember this, what about I Need You? The song we just sang, he'd be like, we'd be like, yeah, we love that song, and it does fit because it's kind of a theme that's good, like, you know, we need Jesus, we just can't sing it every Sunday, all right, so, and then be the next Sunday, he'd be like, hey, we're going to talk about grace, and he'd be like, hey, what about I need you? <laughs> well, we sang that last week, so we need, uh, you really had to be there, but it was awesome, <laughs> and it's going to work for today, you just keep that in mind, let's pray. You're going to miss my jokes. You are. They're just so uh, mediocre. God, you are not mediocre. We are grateful for that on this Pentecost Sunday. We are especially grateful for your spirit. And in the ways that when we open your word and we proclaim it, it is not the person up here who we listen to and for, but it is actually you. The same God that formed the church is forming us this morning. So may we have ears to hear and leave here changed people because of it. Pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. And so our scripture today is going to begin in John chapter 6, in verse 14, and then we're going to jump up to verse 25. Listen for God's word for each of us this morning. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed... They began to say, surely this is a prophet who has come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. And then jumping to 25, when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked Jesus, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, 
not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. And then they asked him, what, what, what must we do to do the work God requires? And Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. And so they asked him, what signs will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors, they ate of manna in the wilderness, as it is written, you gave them bread from the heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. And then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, as today is Pentecost, the birthday of the church, I felt like to enter into this scripture, a, a birthday analogy uh, would be appropriate. And there is no better uh, image in my mind that can connect us to this than, than a kid's first birthday, which... Uh, if you're a family member, there's like nothing cuter than a first birthday. And if you're not, there's nothing worse than being invited to like a first birthday. I remember I'd get invited to like my kid's daycare first birthday and I'd be like, I'm not going to that. That, they are not gonna be friends. I do not care. But if you're related, if you're related, it's awesome because you get to see the moment where, where this kid has the cake in front of them and usually they haven't had anything sweet like in their entire life. And so like they're, they're a little skeptical at first, but most of the kids, they end up, they, they try it and you, you have that first bite, like the kid's first bite and their face lights up in a way that's like, where has this been all my life? Like I've been eating pureed squash from a jar when this has existed. You've known that? Like, just start giving me this all the time. This is what I want. Thank you for introducing it. I am on the cake train now, though. And, and you know, this is, in many ways, the crowd around Jesus in our passage. Because as we just picked up, as you just got a little hint of, the feeding of the 5,000 just happened. We are like, there's a couple uh, loaves and a couple fishes. And Jesus takes that and feeds everyone like a great meal. And so all of a sudden, these people, they recognize, man, this guy, Jesus, he is special. You know, they have witnessed a miracle. They have been fed like some good cake. And they're like, I want to be fed again. This is how we should do life from here on out. Hang out with this guy and him just giving us free food. You know, it's hard not to want more of what they've just experienced. To, to not want it, to not keep desiring that, it would be like telling a one-year-old to just forget about how great that cake was because you're never going to get it again. That was like a one-time deal. I hope you got a really good 
you know, one-year-old memory because it's done from here on out. No, of course they're going to want it again. And yet, we so often with our relationship with Jesus, we go beyond want, don't we? You know, we become like a one-year-old who, who starts to believe a parent's sole role in their life from here on out is to give them cake, which would be a very sophisticated one-year-old thought, but that's how at least the analogy begins to break down, but this is what we do with Jesus. We, we experience him in some wonderful way, and we say, okay, from here on out, just that. That's all I want. As the gospel writer in John puts it, we try to make Jesus king by force. We dictate how and when we, can, we should get what God has promised us. And obviously, it's ridic ridiculous to choose bread over a savior. It's ridiculous. It's easy to, to mock the crowd. You know, it just as it would be silly for, for a kid to say, you know what, I'm going to choose cake over the love of a parent. We would say, that's not worth it. It's not a good deal. You shouldn't do that. And yet, in our own lives, it doesn't feel silly to want bread more than anything else when you're hungry. Doesn't feel silly. It doesn't feel silly when you need a job or your child is sick or you're feeling alone or anxiety is wrecking you. It doesn't feel silly if there is some hunger in your life, some lacking thing to say, I am for you, Jesus, but Jesus, what I need is for you to fill this need I have. And so the crowd, they can get a bad rap, but I think it's important to know that most of the people in that crowd were probably pretty dang hungry. They're not some people that can quickly go to Kroger, get what they need. These are people that are living hand to mouth. And they just want to be fed. And I got a feeling, if we're being honest, most of us are pretty hungry too. So it's understandable if we feel like all we need is bread. You know, these last few weeks uh, have actually been pretty hard for my family. Uh, there's been lots of emotions and lots of logistical challenges, and it, honestly, it hasn't gone very well. <laughs> hasn't gone very well. And I'm not saying that to say, like, woe is me, uh, uh, or anything like that. I'm actually just giving you that context to, to offer this confession. And that's that, that during these weeks, it's been hard to do anything but ask Jesus for bread. In fact, it's been more than hard, and I don't know if you ever feel like this, I haven't been motivated to do anything more than that. Like, I've prayed but I've prayed for my house to sell or to find a different house. That, that this process wouldn't be so anxious. I have had little motivation to actually sit in God's word and listen for him. Because I just want the bread. Because the bread's good. And sometimes Jesus feeds us. It's been hard to want something more than that. 
Just like the crowd, I'm not, it's not that I'm uninterested in Jesus. I just can't help but be more interested in what Jesus offers. Are you ever like this? Where you're more interested in having your hunger satisfied than, than actually hungering for the Lord? Can you think of a place in your life where that's true? Where if you heard the Lord say, in that place of hunger, I am the bread of life. You, like the crowd, would just leave grumbling. Well, it's fitting that today is Pentecost, because I think few places put us in a position of the crowd like, like being the church and being a part of a church. To gather as the body of Christ, you know, it is and it can be incredible. Truly, life-changing. But if you've been a part of a church long enough, you know it is never all cake all the time. You know, we might come here every week hoping to be fed, and sometimes we are because Jesus does feed. But there are many times we might leave here not only not having our needs feeling like they're being met, but our needs are actually revealed even more so. We feel like we've gone out there uh, understanding even more uh, where we need to be fed, not having actually been fed. And that's because to join the feast of Jesus, it is always going to mean both pain and joy. You know, there will be meals that leave us vulnerable as often as they will leave us full. For every Easter breakfast by the sea, where God says, Peter, I have forgiven you, you are loved and called, there is a meal like the Last Supper, where that same Peter realizes how he will fall short. To gather around the Lord, to be the church, it is going to mean both pain and joy. And that might sound like less than good news, but that's why Jesus says to feast with him requires faith. It is on its surface to think, this doesn't make sense, this is not what I need, but to step forward anyway, believing in the God of life. You know, a relationship with the Lord is a meal of judgment and grace, but in the end, it is to discover that God judges with grace and invites us into a new way of living. You know, I, the hardest part, or at least one of the hardest parts, about announcing that I would be leaving Kairos was that I knew that it would hurt some people. I also knew it would make a couple of people excited, and that would kind of hurt me, but uh, most of them usually just tell other people about that. Uh, but I did. I knew, it would, uh, I knew it would hurt people, and I knew that because I've experienced it. I've experienced that hurt when people have left here. That thing is real. And let me be clear that that pain that you might feel or you might feel later on, that pain, that isn't simply the cost of being Christian. It's not like, oh, well, you got to put up with the bad stuff to like get the good stuff. No, no, no. That pain, that's the cost of being human. That pain is, is having received love and actually loving another person in the midst of a broken world. And nothing lets us be human like being in the church.
nothing. And I just want you to know that in those places, that's where God has met me with the bread of life. You know, I have wanted success. She's good. And God's met me with grace instead. You know, I have wanted to be impactful. And God has offered me relationships and purpose. I mean, can I tell you how many times I have wanted to feast on the bread of being right in this place? So many times. And God has shown me the power of being able to love instead. Friends, there is nowhere where I have realized my need for Jesus more than in this place. That is very hard. Very hard. And there is nowhere where the bread of life has not become more real, more powerful, greater than any small little piece of bread that I wanted before than in this place. And so often it has been through y'all. The God of the universe has filled me with the eternal nourishment through this community. And so I pray that wherever you might be hungry, you might know that it is here that you will be fed. For it is here we get to gather around the God who feeds, fills us to plenty. The bread of life. Thanks be to God. Amen. Will you pray with me? Jesus, it's not hard to know where we're hungry. And it's easy to see why we want a life that moves from one mountaintop to another. Joy upon joy. And yet to be human is to recognize and to feel and to encounter places of pain, of realizing where we have fallen short. And yet may we realize that in that area that isn't uh, a reason to give up, but it is exactly where we are invited to believe, to realize that you judge us with grace, that you invite us to not hide where we need you, but it's actually you invite us to, uh, to simply gather around you, trusting that you will shape us into a new way of life. And so, Lord, I pray that wherever the people in this room are hungry, they might be honest about it. They might pray for it, but they might do so in a way as to be the church. To have faith in you, and believe that the way that you nourish will feed us for eternity. Pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.